Do you remember the first time, do you remember the first time you danced with somebody and you had no idea what was happening? I've never danced. That was me like two weeks ago. Here, wait, hold on. So real fast, before we even get in anything, I think the way I could kind of make sense out of most things in my life is by watching all nine seasons of The Office. So we're starting season one right now. Just kidding, just kidding. Man. Yeah. Be so punk rock. Okay. So, hey, listen, listen, listen. I, I found this clip, though, and I, I think for what we're about to study tonight, this is going to be, tonight's going to be, hold on, I don't know, really, listen, no, listen. Tonight's going to be one of these things where I, I think this is going to be the one that sticks with us for a long time, because it's not something that people talk about in church. There's a lot of easy verses to read. There's a lot of things that we could look at. They'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this at church. But tonight you're gonna hear something that I know you don't ever hear like actually discussed in church. So when it comes to fumbling over a subject, I found this clip and I think it made kind of good sense for me to show this in terms of trying to figure out what it means to make sense of something. Oh man, no, no, yeah, hey, where's the sound? Where's the sound? Oh, uh, we gotta start it over, we have to start it over. You don't need the sound, I'll do it. No, you don't sound like Steve Carell, so it doesn't work at all. This is parkour, internet sensation of 2004, and it was in one of the Bond films. It's pretty impressive. The goal is to get from point A to point B as creatively as possible. So technically, they are doing parkour as long as point A is delusion and point B is the hospital. Dumpster, 360 spin onto the palace, backflip, gainer into the trash can. Yeah, gainer! Yeah. 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 Hardcore, parkour! Hardcore, parkour! parkour. parkour. I'm right Woo. behind you, Andy! Come on! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> parkour. <laughs> parkour. Okay, no, so listen, I, there's, I, no, no, hold on, hold on. There's been, I think, like, three years in a row now where I've finished this whole season and I won't watch the last episode because I, I, I could watch La La Land and The Notebook together before I can watch the last episode of Office. It's just too heartbreaking. So before we get into what we're gonna talk about, I need to pray and then we will hop right in. Jesus Christ, thank you so much for another day of life. God, thank you that it is your breath in our lungs. God, thank you that you've given us eyes to see things so amazing. Uh, Lord, that you invented mountains and waterfalls. And God, even when we look into space and we see all that's there, um, that's just a fraction of your imagination. And God, it's so crazy. Everybody makes this about heaven and hell and stuff. And 
man, I just, I can't help but wonder, it's like what you're gonna create and what's to come, God. And I, honestly, tonight, I hope we actually see you for who you are and we don't read into what we think you might be. Because with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, please pray that God would in fact speak through me. And with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, um, pray that you would see God's faithfulness. If you don't even know God, just say, I wanna know you. You have nothing to lose by saying that. Lord Jesus, thank you again for who you are. Thank you that you don't hide yourself. God, thank you that you don't lie. God, thank you that you're fully truthful. God, thank you that you share. God, thank you that you're joyful. God, thank you that you impart to us joy and happiness and peace. God, thank you that you didn't come here to judge everyone, but you came here to save everybody. Lord, I pray that tonight would be amazing. I love you so much in your name, amen. Okay, so last week I asked you guys, I think a pretty important question. And it's weird because a lot of people have more opinions on this one thing than they do with other things in scripture. And so I'd ask you this one thing. When it comes to the person you're gonna marry, right? Because it's Valentine's Day. So we, we should kind of talk about this maybe. When it, when, it, when it comes to the person you're gonna marry, when it comes to the person you're gonna marry, do you, do you believe, hold on. Do you believe that there is a one, like God made a one for you, right? There's one person that he set for you. Or you keep hunting until you find this one in one sense where you actually can identify or do you wait and believe that there is a perfect one that God has saved specifically for you? Chuck, <laughs> it's platonic, man. Okay, so listen, no when, it comes, no, when it comes to this question, there's a lot of things people tell me. I hear people when somebody gets broken up with, and it's amazing at Fuse because people get broken up with all the time. They come in, like, don't worry, stop crying. The one is out there. Who is the one? Where is that one? And so it's crazy because people keep saying that to me and I'm like, wait, do you know that there's a one? They're like, no, I, I mean, I know that God knows there is a one. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> okay, so listen, wait, yeah. I was like, there's the one. <laughs> So it's, it's pretty amazing though, because if I ask people, if there's a one, a lot of the time, here's what people tell me, well, I know that God, God knows there's a one and God saved a one for you. And I'll say, I'll go like this, well, where have you ever even seen that in the Bible? Because when they're telling me that, I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what you're saying. And so when it comes to this thing of the one, and when it comes to picking somebody, this is gonna be a, a very, very different kind of night because Think if that's true, I hear this all the time. Think it's something I feel like we have to address right now. If that's true, imagine if you ask God that same question. If somebody let him down and somebody left, no, really, because this is how we address this problem. And I hear this happen a few a lot. We'll say, if someone leaves you, there's someone else, right? There's a one. Imagine if you ask God, if someone left him, what would he say? See, here's the thing, here's the thing with Christianity. There, you, there are things that are comfortable and then there is just what's true. And here's what's sad. Sometimes there are things that's true that will make everybody feel uncomfortable. But I'd rather be true and then feel uncomfortable because something is true than just pretend that something is truth. And then be in this spot where I have no idea what's actually happening. 
And so here's this thing, when, when it comes to the one, I think we always kind of have a good idea of what we think that one would be. So if I could actually get two volunteers, and actually I'm gonna use, is uh, Ethan Gray here? Ethan, wait, yeah. Can you grab this chair for me? And then can I actually use, no, I need another guy. Is Ian Fry here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you. All right, come back here. Nobody clap for him. Okay. And then can you grab this chair and can you, can you stand on this real fast? Okay. So I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to do something here. I'm going to read off stats about these two people. Sure, go ahead, stand on it, please. All right, LeBron. Here, hold on. Here, come here. No, not, don't face him. Face everybody else. You signed a waiver, so if you fall, you can't sue me. No, he's fine. Okay. So for the sake of the illustration, here's what we'll do. We'll call Ethan... We'll call, no, we'll call Ethan Yolanda Bopipi, and then we'll call Ian Shantete Queen Pupu, okay? And so here's the thing. If you have to pick a one, right? So between Yolanda Bopipi and then Shantete Queen Pupu, right? So you have both of these, guys, I'm trying to be, a, I'm trying to be an adult here. Listen, hey, listen, so you have these two, you have these two right here, right? And you have to pick a one. So I'm going to read stats on these two, and you'll have to pick a one, but just save it to the end. Okay, so with Yolanda, here's what we got. With Yolanda on one side, and we're picking the one, remember? This is something that, obviously, as Christians, we always keep God involved, right? So Yolanda here dropped out of school, all right? Yeah. Which you're homeschooled, so that's not even possible. Okay, Shantete went to Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and finished at NYU. Stop, stop. <laughs> Shantete is also a vegan. No, listen, listen, hey, hey. <laughs> Went to NYU though, right? Okay. Yolanda, Yolanda, Yolanda vapes, okay? <laughs> so, Yolanda also works at Dollar Tree. Shantete is a lawyer. Shantete has a Christian mingle profile. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that, that's, that's real too. <laughs> I don't even want to say yours. <laughs> He's on match.com. Yolanda's on match. Okay? So, hold on, hold on, listen. Shantete lives in a Dallas high rise. Yolanda, listen, Yolanda lives in a van with no windows. <laughs> that was me last year. Okay, Yolanda, here's where we're gonna finish Yolanda. Yolanda has no retirement. Shantete has a yacht. Because when we retire and you know you have all this money, what do you get? A yacht, yeah, that's right. Okay, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. So if I knew, if this is all I knew about these two people and I said there was a one, who would it be? Shantete, right? No, listen, no, listen, listen. If you came to me and you weren't even a Christian, if you weren't a Christian and then you, you brought these two people to me and you said, hey, I got Yolanda and I have Shantete. <laughs> you kind of look like a Shantete. Okay, so if you have these two, if you have these two, what would most people in the world recommend you went with if you had the one? By landslide, right? Okay, but you, now if you were a Christian, listen, if you were a Christian and somebody said, hey, this person vapes. <laughs> okay, so we have Yolanda here. 
And I ask you, hold on, I ask you, have you prayed about it? No one's gonna say no to that, especially to me. If I ask you, hey, I got these two people, and I'm trying to figure out which one's the one, have you prayed about it? Everybody always tells me yes. But even if they prayed about it, which one do you think they'd pick? Why? So if I'm a Christian or not a Christian, no, listen, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Why do, why do me and why do where us and, and not Christians, why do we land on the same place? No, he uses Christian mingle. He hasn't found anyone yet. Okay, Yolanda's pregnant. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> okay, no, listen, you can go ahead and sit down, sit down, sit down. If you came to me and told me you're praying, what if I were the one to tell you that the one for you could actually be Yolanda? Would you believe me? Could you though? No, if I said that, and now listen, if, I t- <laughs> if you asked me, your parents, yeah, and your parents are part of the picture and they said, yeah, Isaac says date Yolanda. I would get murdered right on the spot. No, but listen, if I told you that, like it would come as a shock, right? Wouldn't it? If I said Yolanda's the one, but if I said Sean is the one, you guys would all agree with that. See, here's the thing. There are things that make sense to us and then there are things that just are because God says that they are. There are things where we, we walk in our own understanding of things, but then there are times where God knows things so intricately. He knows things to, to a point where we actually couldn't wrap our mind around what he's got planned. And so if you got your Bible, go ahead and flip to Hosea. It's gonna be on page 532. If you don't have a Bible, uh, we'll hand them out to you. Honestly, if you don't have a Bible at all, uh, we actually give these away to people. But then also, if you know someone who needs it, uh, keep your hand up and then actually you can have that to give to someone because that's what you should actually be known by. Sweet, so we're gonna be Hosea chapter one. And we're gonna be in verse two, but before we even get into this, there's a few things that you should know. So there's, there's two, the Bible's broken up into two basic sections. You see the Old Testament and the New Testament. But if you're, if you're being honest with yourself, there's actually, there's, there's a few things in between those two major pillars. So you have Old Testament, New Testament, but in between, seemingly in between those two things, you have what's called the prophets. And here's why that's important for you to know. So literally the whole middle section of your Bible, here's what happens. All the people that God has chosen and said, you are my people, not because you've done anything, but because I actually just love you, right? And so here's what happens. All these people, they pick different things. Not only do they pick different things, but they pick different gods. And not even just like, for us, if you meet someone who's, if you meet someone who's Catholic, Buddhist, anything like this, most of the things that they're picking, they don't affect your life. But there's a God that they're worshiping and it was called Baal. And so Baal was this Canaanite God is so disgusting. And what people would do, what the Canaanites would do, and this is, as far as Israel's involvement in this, you don't see this as much, uh, but I'm not trying to be morbid. This is, this is who Baal is. Baal is, as a God, what he would require is that you would actually offer your children as a sacrifice to Baal. And so that's what these people would do. They would murder their children. And so Israel has this loving God who's amazing. And then they go to Baal. You're like, are you serious? How do you bring all that together? And so like God says a thousand times, no, please like come back to me, come back to me. And they never come back. He says, listen, if you just come back, like we'll put all this behind us, we can start over again. And this is over and over and over again. 
and it seems to never end. There's always this, this constant conversation where God's like, oh my gosh, you have to go do this again, huh? And then they go do that and then they come back and there's all these things. And so there's this, there's this one prophet, a lot of prophets, this guy's name is Hosea. And it's a weird topic. And a lot, of, a lot of times I've actually, I can't say that I've ever heard this ever taught in church ever before, which is a really weird thing because honestly, I think it's one of the realest things I think you could read in the Bible. So this guy, he's calling Israel back to, him, back to God and he's doing all this stuff. And he's saying, hey, like, I need you to do this. But God actually talks to him one day and this is what God says. Verse two, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, listen, he said this, said to him, go and marry a prostitute. What did you learn at feast tonight? <laughs> Don't say marry a prostitute. Okay, so listen, so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate, listen, this will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. Verse three says, so Hosea married Gomer. God, I love that name, Gomer. Just thank your parents right now that your name is not Gomer. Okay, so listen. The daughter of Dimlam, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, name the son Jezreel, for I'm about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, name your daughter Lohurama, not loved. For I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them, but I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses and chariots, but my power as the Lord their God. So listen, after Gomer and Wien Lorama, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, name him Lo Ami, not my people. For Israel is not my people and I am not their God. Yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then at the place where they were told, you are not my people, it will be said, you are the children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel unite together. Listen, they will choose one leader for themselves and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. Okay, so if we flip the slide, here's a quote. I found this guy, Alexander Gross. So he says, uh, there is more safety with Christ in the tempest being storm than without Christ in the calmest waters. And so here's the thing. A lot of time when we're coming in here, something doesn't mean something to us until there's an emergency. Until there's something to be worried about, there's not a lot we're actually having to yield to God for. So like, for instance, there's been a lot of times in my career where people have passed away. And in the process, what ends up happening is they come here because they're damaged. They're saying, where is God? I need God, I need to feel God. Or they're just mad at God. And so there's all these things that you could be trying to figure out. But here's what I'm saying. We don't need to wait to that time to try to figure out who God is. In fact, the worst place you could be in is if there's no emergency and you don't care for God at all. Not if you're in an emergency and something really bad is happening. That's not the worst thing that can happen to you. The worst thing that can happen to you is if everything is okay and God's not part of the picture. 
And so when it comes to this, guys, here's what we're looking at. You have this guy, Hosea, right? You have this guy, Hosea, and God says this, I want you to speak to the nations. And if you guys didn't know this, I actually looked up the, the, the top three biggest fears uh, in the world. And the top, big, the top three biggest fears in the world are this. And the first one is public speaking. So to get up in front of a group of people and speak, that's the most terrifying thing to all people. And then second to that, okay, third to that, we'll just start with this, third to that is death. So speaking, death, and then second is spiders. So no, listen, no, 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 out of all the people in the world, when a poll is taken, listen, public speaking, people would rather die than speak publicly. And then not even just that, they would rather die than interact with spiders. And so it's like, there's this really weird thing is when it comes to fear and all these things, God calls us to things that are a lot of the times, they can cause fear. And to the logical person, to the, to the person who worships rational thinking, all these things, they get swept up under things that only make sense to them. So here's this thing, this guy's public speaking, number one greatest fear. And beyond that, God says, God says doing this, I want you to marry a prostitute. When was the last time you came to church and heard that? Chuck, don't say anything. <laughs> when was the last time that you came here and heard that? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to Gomer, the world sees Gomer as one thing, right? As what? Okay, but listen, what does God see Gomer as? What does God see Gomer as? So is Gomer, does Gomer have any less value than Hosea? See, here's the disconnect. People who don't know God will look at Gomer and say, well, look at this. In fact, you see this with Jesus. A lot of the times where you would see people, like Pharisees would bring people to Jesus and say, well, look at this person. In one, one instance, it was this. He, they brought this lady before him who had, who had been having, had five affairs. They pulled her in by her hair and said, shouldn't she be stoned? What does Jesus say? No, he's, he's sitting here playing in the dirt, right? No one knows what he's doing. And he says this, he says, for the person who hasn't sinned, you throw the first stone. And so I love this. When you go read that story, it's the older guys who take steps back first and it's the younger guys who are still up front. That's a scary thing. And so listen, there's a lot of times when it comes to church world, church culture, we can sometimes think that because church is a culture and church has a, a world of itself, we'll obey that culture sometimes, but we won't obey God. Here's the thing. If you're thinking about the one, be very careful with that because you're putting somebody in a place that they really shouldn't be in. And to decide that there's a one is a really sketchy place to be in altogether. Do you know that by the time I even get done speaking tonight, like Jesus could come back. Why are you even worried about a one when there is only one? You know what I'm saying? It's a really weird place to be caught up in because you could be thinking about all these things and you could be thinking about all this different stuff, but in, in, in the end, there's really only one person. And so here's what happens. When we keep moving forward, he marries the prostitute. And imagine like, imagine what would come from that. I mean, honestly, like you always hear jokes about in-laws. You always hear jokes about how like going whatever holidays with in-laws can be really tough and very tricky, right? And so there's like, 
all these, these, you hear all this tension right here. Imagine if the person you brought home to your family was a prostitute. Imagine, imagine how your parents would feel about that. See, this is a weird one, huh? Because you don't ever hear this in church. This is, isn't it? But here's what I love about the Bible. The Bible's not just church. The Bible's living and it's active. And it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And so listen, when we're looking at what's happening here, when he brings Gomer back to his place, God sees them as equal because it's a son and daughter created in his image. So listen, listen, listen. After they get married, and as, as you continue to read uh, the book of Hosea, which you totally should, it's a great book. Um, it's, it's very telling about how God actually handles sin. And it's awesome. But somewhere in the process of all this, he's speaking, teaching, has a prostitute wife, and here's what ends up happening. She ends up running away, leaving him, and gets with another guy. And so he gets mad. Like, Hosea's like, I'm done, I'm done. God, you asked me to do this. It's, it's not me, I don't want this, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so if you go to chapter three, this is where we're gonna pick up. Chapter three, verse one. This is after she's left, left him, had an affair. This is where we're at. <clears throat> then the Lord said to me, so Hosea, go and love your wife again. What? Even though she commits adultery with another lover, this will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel. Even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I brought her back, or I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, you must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you'll not have sexual relations with anyone, not even me. Listen to this. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince, without sacrifices, sacred pillars, or priests, listen, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord, their God, and to David's descendant, their king, which you guys already know who that is. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and his goodness. Okay. So we're this far in, right? We've seen this guy's marriage problems. We've seen all this stuff, but what is this really about? And why are we actually looking at it? So if you're sitting here and this is the first thing you've ever, this is your first time to fuse, and this is the first thing you've heard, sorry, but I'm not. So it's like, there's this thing is where we're looking at this. Do you know this story is actually not about this guy and his wife? My main idea is this. We can flip the slide real fast. Joy, joy, permanent, right? Only comes from admiring his faithfulness, not focusing on your own. Okay, so if we're sitting here focusing on what Gomer did right and what Gomer did wrong, and if we're focusing on what Hosea did and what he did, you can get lost in what's called church culture or church world. But if you actually see who Jesus is in the scripture, if you see who God is in the scripture, here's the thing, you won't struggle when you come here. You won't struggle when you go places and there's other Christians. You won't struggle with things like religion because none of that will matter to you because you have a relationship with the living God. That's the whole point. So if you're in here and you're struggling and you're doubting in your faith, and that's perfectly, everybody doubts. If you've doubted in your faith, you are perfectly normal. And listen, here's the reason why. And this should bring rest to you. You cannot doubt something you don't believe in. I've never doubted Buddha. You know why? Because I've never believed in Buddha. 
Who doesn't even know my name? So I don't struggle with that. Listen, joy comes from admiring his faithfulness, not focusing on my own. It gives me enough energy to keep going because it's not about me. My walk isn't about me. It's about God. And that frees you up to do anything. That frees you up for this to actually make sense. Has anybody, has anybody here ever been cheated on? Me and you both, man, just us two. <laughs> okay, so just me, just me and Connor. So one time, my friends, my girlfriend, we all got tickets to go see Blink-182. Yeah. Terrible, terrible band. And so it is the cringiest thing in the world. And so, and so we went to go see Blink-182, and, and so I, I drove up there with my friends, and and my girlfriend at the time, she was already there. And so we were driving up, we were driving up to, uh, to wherever we were going. And, and uh, I was with my buddy, Tyler, and we were, we were driving. And, and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to get there with all my friends. And Fall Out Boy's opening. Yeah! Yes! And so, oh, so cringy. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's, I don't know what's more awkward right now. Talking about prostates in church or Baja Boy. Okay, so listen, 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 listen. So Tyler calls me. He's like, "Hey, man, my brother just saw just saw your girlfriend." And uh, I was like, "Sweet, awesome." How she's like, oh, "I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but she was holding hands with another guy." I was like, oh. I was like, "I couldn't, I couldn't actually." I was like, "My life is over." I was like, "I won't make it." And so I, I get out of the car to go to my Blink-182 Fall Out Boy concert. And so I'm out there, and this was the worst part of it all. She runs out, she runs out to come see me. She's all excited. Hey, Isaac, whatever, whatever, whatever. And pretends like nothing happened, right? And then the guy she was holding hands with walks out from me. He's like, hey, baby, ready to, to go watch the show? I was like, and then I was gonna Judy chop his face. And so I was like, I was in this moment where I was like, what do I do with this situation? I was like, what do I do? I was like, now I gotta go listen to a band that only plays <laughs> sappy breakup songs while I'm being broken up with and cheated on. And so I'm sitting there listening to these 40 year old guys play boy band music. And I'm like, my life is terrible. And so I'm like, and I was sitting there <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, do you know what's so crazy? I think about that day. That day really hurt, but that was God actually being faithful to me. That is so crazy. There's so many things that you, don't, that you don't naturally think about when it comes to God preparing the way for you. In fact, I'm, I'm here to destroy a framework in your mind that would actually say this. It's not your job to even know what tomorrow holds. So don't think about it. God will get you to college, he will. God's gonna get you to that next place because he's God and he cares about you because he cares about Gomer. See, we think about it through Hosea's eyes, right? That he had to marry down. But you know what the most beautiful part of the story is? It's that Gomer got to marry up.
And that should illustrate exactly what everyone here is, is what we are. We, we get to marry up. The church, this is a bride. And our Savior is so far above us, but he doesn't come here to judge us. He comes here to save us. So in the same way, you have to understand there is not a one for you. There is the one. And if it's not in the Bible that God has a one for you, please don't tell people that. Please just tell people what's in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say do something in moderation. You know, that never shows up one time in the Bible. There's a lot of things we believe that are not true. So what ends up happening to Hosea is this. Hosea goes and gets her back. And here's what he does. He goes and gets her and he says, hey, no, I want you to come back here. And she lives with him and they stay married. And there's this amazing thing that happens. They actually begin to fall in love because listen, she leaves all the people that she loved, even though she walked into something before and then left again. And the most beautiful thing happens. Their relationship just grows and turns into something great. And the book ends like this. Chapter 14, that's just a few verses, but I, I love this. <clears throat> in the midst of God saying, I'm gonna punish my chosen people. In the midst of God saying, I'm gonna discipline those who I love. I'm gonna literally destroy them. Here's the note that God chooses to end on. God chooses to end on. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer your praises. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our gods. No, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. Isn't that beautiful? And I love orphans. The Lord says, listen, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. Okay, listen, that, okay, hold on. Sorry, gosh, dang, I love the Bible. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars of Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like the beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as uh, fragrant as the, uh, the, the wines of Lebanon. Oh, Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes from me. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right. The righteous people live by walking in them, but, those, but in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. Man, I don't know what you know about God, but I know that if you're focused on yourself and how faithful, if you've been a good or a bad person, you've missed the whole point. If you've chalked all of Christianity up to this, to being a good person or a bad person, you've missed everything. 
If you if you if you've made it about being good or bad, then you've missed the whole point. Because honestly, it's you are dead or you're alive. There's only those two things. And so here's what happens. When we actually sin against God, when we actually do something that offends God, here's what God's thinking. It's never too late. In fact, for the person who loves God, here's what God says, that your sins will be separated from you as far as the east is from the west. But listen, those who love God, not those who just do good for God. I hate when people say that. I'm gonna go do this for God. Why would you, I'm gonna go ice dance for God. Please don't ice dance for God. No, listen, people say this to me. People say this, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get big for God. I'm gonna go do acting for God. I'm gonna go play sports for God. I know what they mean when they say that. But here's the thing, what I'm here to ask you is this, would you rather do something big for God or would you rather have God do something big through you? It's really simple. God doesn't actually need anything from you. You don't need to be something for God because God created the, all the expanding universe and all the exploding stars that create supermassive black holes. He, there's, he does not need ice dancing. But he doesn't care that you ice dance. You can ice dance if you want to. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. If there's an ice dancer in here, I'm sorry. Yolanda the ice dancer. Yolanda ice dances. <laughs> okay, so I'd end on this point. And these aren't my words. They're more important than my words. So I'd write them down. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. So th that's the most important thing you actually need to leave here with. Listen, if you've ever been in a place where you've doubted, if you've ever been in a place where you don't know if God's even real, listen, you can hold God to this because this is his reputation and he's saying this is what he is. I'm gonna be wrong almost all the time. Anybody who stands up here is gonna be wrong. And so listen, here's the biggest thing. If you're walking in here knowing that God remains faithful to us when you are faithless, you'll be able to stand. Your doubt won't cripple you. Your, your doubt won't destroy you. Your doubt won't overcome you. And in the times where at, like crazy things start to happen, you're not gonna sit here and go, man, what do I do now? You're not gonna sit here and say, God, like, how do I make sense of what's happening? Because you don't need to. Because people who understand that God is faithful, they don't need to make sense out of what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know why? Because they know what's gonna happen tomorrow is God's gonna be there. And I'm sitting here looking at my dad and the only thing when I'm looking at my dad and I'm saying, it's like, I look at him and say, when was, when was there a time that God wasn't there? I mean, it's so crazy because we planted this church 11 years ago. I wasn't even a Christian. And we're from California. So I'd skate up to church with my shirt off. And I, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> she shook her head. I skate up there and I have a backwards hat on. And this, we walked to church and this lady goes, he's got a backwards hat on. Backwards, B-A-C-K-E-R-D-S. I was like, backwards, what is that? What does that mean? And she, this lady came up to my mom and said, do you know that he wore a backwards hat in church? And he ice dances. And so I was like, and so he's like, no, he's like, he was like, oh my gosh. But the lady missed the whole point. This is the church. The hat was on the church. The hat was not in the church. She missed it. And you could be sitting here right now and you can miss it. 
And what we pray for you all week is that when you're sitting here and you're sitting in front of this, that you would get it because what you need to get is not that you need to be part of something. You need to be part of this. You need to be part of that. You just need to be attached to the person who is the most creative in you, with you, and through you. If you have an ability to sing, he put the pipes in you. If you can draw, he gave you the hand. If you could sprint, he gave you legs. He's the one who made you what you are. And he did that actually, believe it or not, when you were in your mother's womb. When you think about what people do to babies in their mother's womb, that is the most destroying thing, the most heartbreaking thing. Then in those nine months, somebody would say that that isn't life, but in the process, what I know the Bible says is that's God crafting a human being writing their soul. I'll close with this, this story. I had a youth pastor named Bill Lucas and we called him Lil Bucus. And Lil Bucus was like this pro wakeboarder and he always had, he always had like Spanish, like Mexican candy. And so if, <laughs> if we like went up to his office, he would have like, you have candy that have like tarantulas in it and stuff. And he'd be like, here, go, get, you can have this. And I was like, I shouldn't accept this from strangers. And so he's like, how's this stuff? And he, he was the greatest guy I know. And so um, with, with my dad being a pastor, there were times where we would go, there were times where we'd go to weddings and funerals in the same day. And there was, it was so much like, I mean, talk about melodramatic, just so much emotions, like all this stuff. And, and so it was like, right when I had turned 12 or something, 13, we were out there in his wedding. And this was one of the first times, have you ever done this? There's like, there's someone you, like, you know they're cute and you look at them until they look at you and you make eye contact and you go like this. And you're like, this. You're like, oh, there's something more interesting right here even though I was looking at your eyes and the windows of your soul. And so it's like this really weird thing, I'm not gonna murder you in your sleep, but I'm just looking at you from a distance. So there's like that weird thing. No, it's like, it starts in junior high, you're like, you're looking at somebody and you're like, and I look at you and then you have to like do something like this. And there was this wedding where there was, there was this girl and she was, uh, she was like, she was sitting down most of the time and she'd look over and I'd look over and be like, <sighs> and like do this. And I was like sweaty and weird about it and all this stuff. And so <clears throat> there, was, <laughs> there, was, there was a point in time, listen, like you guys think I might be insensitive about this, but I'm not. And I think any of you would be in this situation where it would, you wouldn't know what to do. So before you judge me or send me an email, send, you could send the email to dfox at Cornerstone Rockwell, okay? <laughs> Anything that you don't like here, just send it to dfox, okay, at Cornerstone Rockwell. You... <laughs> okay, so what had happened is Lil Bucus, he said, he's like, he goes, man, I see you checking out that girl. I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, no, you totally are. And it's obvious, we can all tell. And so he's like this, he's like, do you want me to go ask her to dance for you? And I was like, no, Bill, no, no. <laughs> No, Bill, no. And he's like, all right, I read you loud and clear. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, Bill, no, please, no, Bill. And so there was hours that went on and they would do this to me all the time. When they'd mess with me, they would let hours go by because part of the, how they mess with me is they would actually torment me in the waiting time when I'd be <laughs> expecting something to happen. And I would just sit there and wait. I didn't know if they were gonna jump out of bushes. I had no idea what they were gonna do. And uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, they said, hey, we just asked her, we just asked her to dance with you. But what you have to know, and listen, this is, this is more serious than it is anything. She has one arm. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know. She doesn't. He, they're like, well, no, she really does. She's going to come over here and dance with you. And if you, I've never danced with a girl at all, let alone a girl with one arm. I've never danced like that ever in my life. And so there's this really weird moment in time where I see her come up and walk over and uh, she's like, she goes, do you want to dance with me? And I was like, dang it, the hell. <laughs> and I was like, I was like this, yes. And so I like, I get up and, and I danced with her. And it was the best thing. And it, here's the craziest part about that, about that thing is in a lot of ways, if you think like the world, you would see something like that at times as a disadvantage. But the thing is, I was the one who got to marry up in the situation. She asked me. It's one of those things when you're really thinking through who you are and who God is, here's the truth. We were Gomer. We were Gomer. We are. It's in our heart to be Gomer. But here's the thing. It doesn't shock God that we're, that we're Gomer. In fact, that because we're Gomer, it makes him love us more. And so if it's your first time here and you've never actually had a conversation with God, literally all you do when we worship in the next few minutes is this. God, I know I'm Gomer. I wanna be connected to the person who made me. And I'll start there. It doesn't matter, honestly, if you're single for the rest of your life, some of you are like, God, please no. It doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're an orphan, if you're a widow, even if you're a prostitute. No one can love a prostitute like God can. That's the simple truth. And pray for us, and then uh, band's gonna come up. King Jesus, Thank you for not being grossed out at the ugliness of sin. God, thank you that <clears throat> when we're like part of Fuse, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, like you don't have a one here at Fuse. You don't wait for the one. God, we are all your one. And you, God, really are truly the only one. God, I pray for people in here who don't know you, that they would just see you and honestly just know in their heart, like there's nothing to it other than just to talk to you and then start a friendship. I pray for the person here who doubts you right now that they would just, they would know that you, that you know they're Gomer and it doesn't bother you. God, I pray for those of us who belong to God. I pray that we would run after Gomer. I pray that we would bring Gomer in into our family because we knew we were in the same spot. Jesus, you are God. We live to please you. And Lord, if it pleases you, we live to see you come back again. In your name, amen.